Rooted in Revenue with your host today, Susan Finch. And today I'm talking with Gene Hopkins, author, speaker, CRO, CCO, and CRO. Yep, we covered that in the last one. Look up the acronyms. We'll put them in the post. She's launching Salty Marketing Company this month. We're going to cover the value of content audits, podcasting, and seeing the signs before overhiring, then firing. Sometimes digging into client sites that I haven't managed in the past, I'm stunned by the gifts of the data I find in analytics to guide us to a list of improvements to make the most of existing content, inbound links, and more. I'm converting a site over from a proprietary CMS over to WordPress, and we're just turning it into landing pages. Yeah. <laughs> and link to the parent company now that right, bought them. Right, right. So that's fine. And so we're looking through analytics to see what were the top pages for the year mm-hmm. and what's happening on those pages. So when we move them and do the redirects, I said, some of these pages are from 2014 that were your top <laughs> pages. When did you update it last? Ever? Because it has great content. Right, right. Well, we can't just update it because it was a report. I said, well, how about doing an updated report and cross-linking right. to make the use of it? But it's those types of things too. People get lazy. Marketing well, they don't do the lazy. audits. I mean, if you think about it, Susan, wouldn't you going into a company, what you're doing is auditing. You're auditing the exit. You're doing a full content audit and you're saying what's working, what's not working. And so, so many organizations, they just get stuck in busy land. I forgot I was one company that I was talking to that was interested in me. I got through the process, final two, I lost out. It's okay. It's fine. But this organization had the CRO oversaw marketing and they had a bunch of marketers that when you asked them to get more something, they just did more of the same, even though it wasn't working. They couldn't figure out what wasn't working. You know, you always have to look at this, stop, continue, start. And there's a lot of things you could stop doing but you should probably figure out on the start side, where's your content audit? What's working? What's not working? What needs updating? And you bring up an excellent point. I mean, a like website that's- So many opportunities oh, totally. that they're too lazy to look for or bring <laughs> up or do something. And the client, he said, how come this one link, that's not even a real link. I said, because you have a broken link somewhere in your site. Yeah. Or and a you didn't do that went out. Right. And it doesn't resolve. So why don't we make that a redirect? Right. Where do you want to go? Yeah. I, I have to laugh when you said that because I wrote an article on QR codes from the book that I wrote on mobile marketing way back in the day from HubSpot. So yeah. there was only one QR code <laughs> blog post on the whole history of the HubSpot blog. And when Coinbase, RIP Coinbase, <laughs> did that $6 million Super Bowl ad where they just had the QR code bouncing around. So they took my blog post from 10 years ago and they reposted it. And it's like, it was a good article. It was pretty good. It was my name on it that they brought it up. And some one of, one of the folks on the content team added a couple of sentences to it to reflect the Coinbase ad that was the Super Bowl ad, which was kind of funny. But you just never know when something is going to be useful again. And if you think about how many people wrote articles about QR code. Q- yeah. 10 years ago, 15 years ago. Yeah. When they started. Yeah. I saw it. Yeah. Too funny. 
too, too oh funny. Oh my gosh. It's a wacky world out there that we're all living on. So when you're talking to marketers right now and they're, you're coming into 2023, Susan, what are the primary hesitancies are people having? Is it bandwidth? Um, they just don't have the time to be able to devote to producing, you know, awesome podcasts or because podcasts are really necessary. If you're not doing them as part of your um, marketing strategy and you're not ma- I was talking to, I was on something earlier today too, and they were writing blog posts and they won a month. I'm like, and then I, I also pointed out, yeah, right. Well, that'll get you far. And um, and so that they had this one blog post that was written in the second person, and there was no data, there were no quotes. It could have been written by Jap, uh, Chat GPT, right? It, right. It, it it was like so generic, it had no value. And I said, you could take this blog post and you could make it into a podcast. You could have a guest, you could have a discussion. And everybody was looking at me like I had horns growing out of the top of my head. And I mean, not that it was a bad article, but it just, it wasn't personal. It wasn't about you. It wasn't about your thought process. You basically spit out these basic, like, blah, 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 you know, the, the, so what are you coming up against right now when you're talking to marketers out there in the wild? Recently started to really push the fact that voice works better than words. Oh, interesting. Because there is- Can I write that down? Yeah, because it soaks in more. It's way more information that comes into our heads that we retain. Right. And the tone and the ability to actually understand what is being said rather than inferring it by what is read based on our mood that day. Right, right. The quality of the writing. And, you know, some people don't always speak perfectly, but through their tone and their emotions, you can, you know what they're doing, what they're saying, what they're trying to convey. Right. But what I find the biggest hesitancy is money. It's all money because a lot of companies have lost their clients. Oh. And so they have to choose between bodies and focusing on sales and building pipeline. Or marketing. They think it's an either or. And so they stop one to do the other rather than saying, you know, we're going to have to make up a lot of time in marketing. If we stop now, we can pull it back. We can refocus. We can discard things that we've done an audit on that don't work. Stop, continue, start. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, that's the whole thing. It's like, oh, are you not seeing this? And no. you hit it perfectly. There is sometimes they spend all their time writing these articles and sometimes they're great articles with a lot of research and charts. Yep. But to be able to say that, talk right. about it, br- right. insert a couple of quick sound bites from people. Right. Why not? Right. I just signed a new show, mm-hmm. Barbara Fell, who is a fractional CMO. Oh, nice. And she's with Outsiders. And, you know, she wants to get to a weekly show. She says, but I don't know if I have that kind of time. I said, so do two. And then in your second one, why don't you go talk to people that have commented? Right. That's Include a good... their comments. Call them out. Right. Shout them out. If right. it's your staff that made the comment, give them the lift and mention them and your commentary on one point. Right. Whatever they talked about. And that's your next episode. Just pull a chunk. Right. And I think people have to make it too hard, especially when it's unfamiliar. It's not their idea. It's not what they can do. And they don't have fun doing it. I find a lot of marketers love TikTok, love Instagram, love these things. It's like, oh, it's so much fun. And I do so well at it. Yeah, but is it converting? Right. And I just had a conversation with a real estate broker. I said, okay, people are you know saying, oh, yeah, TikTok and real estate, it's great. 
said, who is selling a house on TikTok? And she said, tons of people. I said, why? Yeah, or how? And she, <laughs> and she, she said, I have one guy at Keller Williams that's 30% of his deals last year came from TikTok. So he says, and I'm thinking, did he really measure that ROI? Is that how they found him? Because who looks for a real estate agent on TikTok? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, they, they could have looked at him and maybe said, okay, he's a fun guy. I can work with him if you looked at his and background kind of thing. So that's just video. That's podcasting too that does yeah. that. Because I went and looked at his TikTok and he's a little too body for me. I mean, F-bombs all over the place. It's like... If that's who somebody wants to work with and that's why he does well, then that's his audience. Right, right. And good for him. He needed that audience then because- He doesn't have one now. (laughs) Yeah, normal channels wouldn't get you that. Right. You know, who likes F-bombs? I do. Um, Well, I mean, some people, particularly in different parts of the country, they're totally put off by things like that. Right. You know, it's not part of your normal nomenclature. You know, yeah. I read an interesting article recently where the use of literally the you knows, the those the voice up at the end of the sentence, yeah. how it doesn't make you sound professional. No. They didn't say anything about swearing. However, you're kind of wondering that's what's given. that's a given. <laughs> but the yeah. up speak, the like you knows can diminish somebody's vast knowledge. Mm. so quickly. And we don't even realize that that's a subconscious thing. I mean, you know me, that's why I edit everything out of podcasts. I get rid of every, um, like, you know, so the ticks, <laughs> the ticks. and that's pretty much what it is because I don't want to diminish the value of the guest. Right. And what they've brought. And the same to me is with marketers they need to think of some of the stuff they've always been doing that isn't producing, that it needs to be edited. Right, right. Think like an editor. What can you discard and what can you show off that you have done so well? You must audit this stuff. You must incorporate the budget because the budget is what allows you to continue on. Right. And if you don't support the budget and where it's falling down or where it's generating a lot of revenue, you need to go with it. But so many marketers do not get into those discussions. Well, they don't know. They don't know. And because they don't know, and they're not curious enough to be able to find out. And as a result, they're going to be asked at some point, where's the value? And if they're missing their mark as far as budget or they're overspending because this past quarter, Q4, was brutal on budgets. If you were a performance marketer and you were looking to use Google AdWords, Facebook ads, whatever it was, you overspent. You overspent in an effort to be able to generate leads for your organization. And now you're going to have to have the uncomfortable conversations because the CFO, the board, the controller are all going to say, what did you do with that money? And why don't we have pipeline? And when you don't have pipeline and you can't point to it, you can't say, well, I needed to generate 200 leads, but I was going to be 3x my budget, my allocation in terms of my budget. The conversation needed to be way back in August saying, we're looking at a Q4 that's going to be super painful. And let's talk about what the results are going to be. Bring in your sales colleague, bring in your customer success colleague. What can we do to keep from going over budget? And what can we do to be able to keep the sales team organizationally moving forward and building the pipeline? 
it, and, and having that conversation on December 31 isn't going to buy you any relief <laughs> at all. No, but on that same thought too, having it on December 31st, no, it won't. But it also, it's a calendar and you're flipping the calendar. And yes, right. we have to have budgets, but realistically, budgets can be adjusted. Keep working on it, folks. Keep adjusting. Keep reviewing, auditing. There is no steel door coming down. Ideally, yes, because everybody has to plan for the year, but keep correcting. Come on, you can do it. Yep. Go look. And if you don't know how to do something, stop brushing it under the rug. Right. I don't know how to do it. I'm going to talk to somebody that does. Give Uh, me two days. Let me go talk to somebody else like Jean and say, Hey, I need somebody to come in for a month. Right. That can help us put all this together and we will run with it and we will do anything you say. We will obey. (laughs) You will submit. (laughs) I'd say it's more guidance and being able to work and being able to build a plan, work the plan and adjust the plan. And, and review just the plan. Review the plan. I mean, a lot of times it was on this one call that I was on today, it was like the ideas were like peppering. We're going to do an event. We're going to sell tickets. We're going to have three different <laughs> kinds of tickets. And I'm like, how about you start with a podcast? How about you start with a simple webinar that you self-record and post it? You, you know, you've just gone from essentially zero or minus 10%. You have no idea what it takes to do an event. Just the whole run of show, you know all the details. I mean, yes. you've got an intro, you have an outro, you have, you, you want to make sure that people are not doing us, ems, uh, all that type of thing. But that is a recording on behalf of the brand, your brand. And, and this is where you as a producer at Funnel Media becomes so important because you're able to make it so professional for the entire organization. A lot of people aren't aware of that. There's ways of doing things and you want to rehearse, you want to try it again. And I think because of that, Susan, a lot of people are afraid to make it, to start it. And that's why they stick to blog posts, generic blog posts. They stick to things where they can kind of be behind it and they're not in front. But now video is, it's the de facto standard for everything that we're doing. Video, audio. Because you can extract audio so you get the most out of it. Nicole Ruth at the Ruth team in Colorado, she does the shorts. You know, she has great people on her marketing team that guide her. But I've seen her outtakes too, which are a lot of fun. Oh, that's great. But she... Embrace the teleprompter, folks. If you want to look spontaneous and sound clean, it's okay to put that blog post up on the teleprompter. Turn -hmm. your laptop into a teleprompter Mm -hmm. and look at it and smile and take your bangly bracelets off and just record (laughs) the thing. And if you have to do it again, do it again. It's okay because you will only get better with practice. Right. Exactly. I believe that it's harder for women to do that because we do judge ourselves on how we look or how we sound. And you want to be able to sound authoritative without being officious in terms of your approach. However, we're not feeling confident enough in our ability to be able to present information. If you think about who's been invited, I think there are some podcast uh, hosts that work hard on making sure that they have some level of diversity on their podcast. However, if you look at many podcasts, the guests, the host is a male, the guests are white males. So 
if you're looking to be able to get some visibility for things like I, there was one in my pavilion group where somebody said, I'm starting a new podcast, B2B revenue leaders, you know, you know, who would want to be a guest. And I said, I sent something to him saying, I'd love to be a guest as a revenue leader, crickets, crickets. And I, I thought to myself, you know, that's freaking rude. <laughs> And how do you help people to understand that you want to be able to be professional? You want to be able to have the ability to share your knowledge. And if you're just starting a podcast, does it matter who your guests are? Yes, (laughs) it does. It does because if that chemistry isn't there. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. The awkwardness, the stiffness, I've watched... I've watched hosts have guests that didn't like them at all. <laughs> and you can hear it in the voice. The so why are they guests? How, how did that happen? They got forced into doing it for whatever reason somebody oh, made gosh. them do it. Oh, it was awful. Oh, I can it imagine. It was painful. And Austin was editing. He says, this is really uncomfortable. Right. You could so hear you could, it. You could cut it with it. a knife. Yes. Wow. So I don't know how listeners will feel about this. Right, right. And, you know, so we try to chop it up and insert sound bites. You know, I asked the host, I said, can you record this, this, and this for me? And we can insert it. Right. And it saved the show. But, and it was, you know, required. So it's like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That is a good one. That The, the hostility factor. I've never encountered that. Because you can make anybody yeah. comfortable. One yeah. assumes with enough planning. But if someone really doesn't like you, I guess, what are you going to do? Right. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> they had to show up or whatever it was. Like, oh sure. my god, oh my gosh! And the host even said, "I don't think this is our best show." I said, "You know what?" And there was another one, same host, and she had another situation. Mm. And it was actually a fabulous show. Okay, she said, "Well, she wasn't very nice." And I said, "Oh, I know. I've had those guests before, mm-hmm. or I've had guests try and push things on me, and like, oh, you know, what's your? Here's my giveaway, and you're going to mention my book and buy my book and set, give it to everybody." <laughs> like, Listen, right? I said, no. Who said that? Why are you saying that? Important? You're just gonna edit that out. Okay. I, I remember when I was on HubSpot TV, and uh, now mind you, I'd been there for a long time. Mike Volpe and Karen Rubin had yeah. been doing HubSpot TV for a long time. It was pretty funny. And I sit down, and they welcome to HubSpot TV. And I said, Yeah, I only had to write a book on mobile marketing in order for you to invite me to this. <laughs> They got a they got a big kick out of that, but I'm every Friday they would have they would do the recording and it was live streamed and it was always fun. It was an original show and that was all Mike Volpe and Karen Rubin and Mike Volpe's interaction. Their chemistry yes. was outstanding, just really, and they did such a good job of making it fun and talking about marketing. And they were light years, light years ahead of anybody else. And that Mike Volpe has always been someone that is thinks about the curve, but also what's ahead and looking ahead, but also trying to take advantage of things in terms of today. But right. think about it. When he recorded all those, they were in the office. Everything was in the Cambridge office. So employees could be part of the audience. And again, that gets back to, do the employees know what's going on? And are they included and mm-hmm. asked about it and submitting Oh my gosh, that internal marketing. I just Mm -hmm. keep coming back to that because I hate turnover. I hate churn 
with your staff. Yes, it's tough. Because it's so expensive. Yes, it's expensive and unnecessary. And Benioff is saying that we overhired. Really? You overhired? You didn't like notice that, you know, you were hiring way too many people? Why is this a surprise now? (laughs) Oh, by the way, we're going to get rid of 8,000 employees because I overhired. And trying to dance your way out of that one. And it's okay. You screwed up. However, the screw up went on for a long time. It went on and on and on and on. And you kept hiring and hiring and hiring. And there's a huge cost in training and hiring and the expenses of all that. And, And then you start cutting people off. Let me cut your pinky off. Let me cut your baby toe off. Let me cut this. Let me cut this. And then we're not going to hire any more people. So you have the wrong people in the wrong places. And now you're just trying and look at what's happening with Amazon. They're going to let 20,000 people go. I know. It's huge. It's it's really huge. We overhired. Yeah, you overhired in businesses that are not prospering. When did you figure this out? Why is this new news? It, you probably knew this 18 months, two years ago, but you thought it was going to turn around? Anyway, it's, it's yeah. neither here nor there, but I think that there's plenty of opportunities. The majority of the hiring, we had the jobs report that came out yesterday, and the majority of hiring are in companies with less than 500 employees. And I feel those are the backbone of our industry. Those are the backbone of where the future lies. And I think that you and I, Susan, we can help those companies. Yeah. <laughs> we can help them grow and, and to be yeah. the next the next big thing. And to be a joyful place to work that nobody wants to leave and everybody, I'm reading Stan Lee's bio. Oh, really? It's supposed to be so good. It is so good. Savannah bought it for me for Christmas. And it's fantastic because he instilled loyalty in all of his artists because he said, okay, here's the beginning, middle, and end. You fill in the rest. You do it. You do it yourself. Whatever you want to do. But that's the goals. And I don't care what you do in between. Just make it great and follow our pattern. And that's kind of what he did. And people were willing to work all hours and deadlines for him. Right. As a result, because it was theirs. They owned it. It was theirs and there was joy and they were appreciated Mm. and they were seen. Yes. Yes. What a talent. What a talent. Yeah, what a talent. So, you know, folks, go read that book. Okay. (laughs) Next on my list, I've got like 15 books piled up. I I need to get- It's so so much joy. I'm a huge Marvel fan though anyway. And- the Marvel and, universe. <laughs> and always people need to get to know the opportunities that you're going to give them and the services that you can help them with and the hurdles you can help them get over. Not forever. You don't have no. to be a part of their team forever. Right. And you can come back when they need you. Right. Should you ever need us. Right. It's a line from the movie Labyrinth. Should you ever need us, <laughs> we'll be here. So uh, Salty Jean. Salty Jean. I like it. Salty Jean. So when are we launching all your stuff? You need Well, I'm starting it now. I'm I'm working on the logo. You you had some insight into it that it needs to be a little more fun, a little more playful. It's the logo is just the logo. I have the the domain. I'm working on that. I'm just working on it. I have a HubSpot instance that's it's saltymarketing.co. And that's why Salty Marketing Company. And I'm affiliating myself with a bunch of different 
uh, organizations that I know that I have known for a number of years, including yourself, about having referrals and reciprocity and having my stable of vetted professionals. <laughs> and some people are willing to do side hustles, people that have worked with me or for me before. And, you know, just little dribs and drabs of kind of building building an entity that can help people in the fastest possible way. So I feel that there's a degree of loyalty that I'm embedding, but I also have had a lot of feedback from a lot of different people that know and trust me saying right. this is the right avenue for me, it which is. I'm excited about. I'm really excited for you. As soon as you told me and the name, it's like, oh, so fitting. So <laughs> fitting. <laughs> Thank you, my dear. <laughs> So you'll be looking for saltymarketing.co in the very near future. It's not That's up right. and running yet. We're, she's still fine-tuning everything, but she'll get there. In the meantime, find Jean on LinkedIn, right. Jean Hopkins. You do not want to miss her. You want to follow what she says, what she does, and see who she's commenting on because they are always the best of the best as well. Yes. Thank you so much, Susan. You're welcome. This is Susan Finch with Rooted in Revenue. And please find us on all your favorite podcast apps or go to rootedinrevenue.com to catch up on everything and just Binge your little heart out. We have some great guests. <laughs> if you missed the first half of this conversation where Jean went through the four elements of marketing that every company must include, go back and find that on rootedinrevenue.com or in your favorite podcast app. You'll want to take some notes because it will make all the difference to successfully marketing your company and retention. Never miss an episode. Check out rootedinrevenue.com and subscribe on the site to get weekly updates of when new episodes come out. Or find us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio. So go subscribe. We'll get you all the information you need to do your best with marketing and your online presence.